From the Financial Times in London, I'm Gideon Rachman and this is FT News. One of the most controversial figures in modern European politics is Jarosław Kaczynski, a man who holds no formal position in the Polish government, but who, as leader of the country's Law and Justice Party, is leading a conservative counter-revolution in Poland that some see as anti-democratic. Our Warsaw correspondent, Henry Foy, has just interviewed Mr Kaczynski for this weekend's FT magazine, and he joins me on the line from Warsaw, and also in the studios, Neil Buckley, our East Europe editor. But Henry, first of all, what was Mr Kaczynski like? He doesn't give many interviews, after all. No, Gideon, this was a very rare occurrence. Uh, We believe it's the first interview with a foreign uh, news publication since 2007, when Mr Kaczynski was uh, deposed as Prime Minister. What was really striking about meeting him is that in person he's completely different from the sort of larger-than-life political figure that he projects. And it's difficult to overstate how important and how much of a a larger-than-life figure he is in Polish politics. He really does divide the nation into two camps. You're either with Kaczynski or you're against him. In person, he's very calm, he's quite reserved as a person, he's, he's almost a quiet and retiring person. A large gulf away from the belligerent, aggressive politician you see on the stump who exhorts his followers to turn against the Reds and the Stalinists and the crooks that he believes have been in charge of Poland for the last eight years. That's the liberal pro-European party that had power. This is a very peculiar man, if you like, for most politicians, unlike many European leaders who enjoy travelling around the continent, who enjoy speaking, who enjoy fame. He's someone who likes to spend his time at home with his books. He donates a lot of money to a cat charity. He lives famously lives alone and has always been alone and lives with his cat. He lived with his mother when he was Prime Minister from 2006 to 2007 in the official resident. So this is a man who is very conflicted and very divided as a character, yet wields enormous power across the country. And what did he tell you in the interview? It was striking how he didn't mince any of his words. He's obviously realising he's speaking to a foreign newspaper that is a pro-European newspaper, a liberal free market newspaper, and he was very strong in his views about how he thinks the country has taken completely the wrong path since 1989, in particular since 2004 when it joined the European Union. This is a man who believes the liberal EU ideas that have been imposed in his view on his country in exchange for economic growth are wrong, and he rejects the idea to a larger extent than Mr David Cameron perhaps in the UK, that the EU isn't always a good thing for nation states. He also had some strong words to say about Russia, and he talked a lot about how the current moves by Brussels to put pressure on Poland for the moves it says are against the rule of law is unfair and against the ideas of a democratic body. Now, Neil, I mean, give us an idea of how significant Kaczynski is now as a figure in European politics, given Poland's importance to the EU. Kaczynski is a, a very significant figure because Poland really has emerged both as the most, arguably the most successful of the former communist countries that joined the EU in 2004. Economically very successful, hasn't had a year of negative growth since 1992. But also Poland really is a kind of the informal leader, if you like, of those ex-communist countries of Central and Eastern Europe and under the previous government really had a fairly constructive relationship with the EU and also had very much mended fences with Germany and created quite a strong alliance with Germany and that was seen as important as kind of uh, helping to secure EU consensus across Central and Eastern Europe. 
But I think more importantly, we now have Mr. Kaczynski and Viktor Orban in Hungary, who are both waging somewhat similar conservative counter-revolutions, as I think you called them at the outset, where they're challenging EU values and to some extent are seen as pursuing a kind of political mission in which they are weakening or undermining some of the democratic checks and balances that have been put in place in the past 25 years. And that's very concerning for the EU. And Henry, I mean... Reading the piece, it did strike me that strategically Kaczynski's in a rather odd position because he's antagonistic to both of Poland's powerful neighbours, to both Russia and Germany. That's exactly right, Gideon. This is a man who, let's remember, was born in 1949 in, in the rubble of Warsaw. I mean, this is a city destroyed by the Nazis during the Second World War. He then was born into a country that was controlled by Moscow through their communist satellite parties in Poland. And he, he really is a product of this time. And this is something that every Pole uh, is aware of. Mr. Kaczynski represents a conflicted Poland, a, a Poland that is proud of its modern achievements, as Neil has set out, the sort of post-1989, post-2004, NATO membership, EU membership, growing economy, strong middle class, pro-Western view. But it's also conflicted about how it deals with its history. Does it see Germany as the age-old aggressor, the country that's invaded and annexed, and in some cases removed Poland from the map three times in the last two centuries, firstly as Prussia and then, of course, as, as Nazi Germany, and also, of course, on the other side, Russia, which is a country that's continually tried to eat away at the, uh, the eastern border of the Polish Republic and later as the interwar years between 1919 and 1939. Kaczynski is a man who sees Poland as a very strong nation state. He's very similar to Mr. Orban in that sense, and he believes that Poland should have control of its own destiny. He's not anti-EU. This is what he said to me in the piece. He just believes that Poland should have control of its own destiny, and that way it can protect itself better against its two adversarial historical foes on, on either side. But, point of reference, of course, previous governments in Poland and the general consensus in Eastern Europe is that being part of the European project, being part of the Western liberal push, is the safest way to defend yourself against external oppression. And Neil, do you think that the Kaczynski line, both in terms of its internal social conservatism and its deeply wary attitude to its neighbours and even to the EU is sustainable in the long run? Do you think this is a permanent shift in Poland? That's a very interesting question. I think there are reasons to be sceptical of this being a permanent shift. Poland, unlike Hungary, still has a reasonably popular and functional opposition. In Hungary, the socialist opposition really imploded, and the only genuine opposition to Mr Orbán's Fidesz party comes from the far right, comes from Jobbik. That's not the case in Poland. Also, Poland traditionally has been very uh, Atlanticist power, has a very close relationship with the US. The US arguably has a lot more influence over Poland than over Hungary. And also, uh, ultimately, Mr Kaczynski himself and law and justice are very anti-Russian, unlike Mr Orban, who has been prepared to make some accommodations with Mr Putin. And in a sense, if they have to choose between Russia and Europe, they're ultimately more likely not to want to antagonise Europe too much. And finally, Henry, just a question on Kaczynski himself. Of course, his life and the political life of Poland has been overshadowed by the death of his twin brother, fellow politician, in a plane crash in Russia in 2010, around which all sorts of conspiracy theories have been bred. Talking to him, do you get the feeling that he's, to put it crudely, over the death of his brother, or is it still something that defines him as a person and as a politician? Absolutely. There's absolutely no doubt that will define him for the rest of his life. He said to me he'll be in mourning 
for the rest of his life. Whenever I referenced any kind of positive trait of his, he has an incredible memory, he has an incredible passion for history, he would always say, if only you'd met my brother, you would think that I was nothing compared to him. This is a man who, since the Smolensk crash that you referenced in 2010, has dedicated his life to his brother's mission and his mission. This was something they set out together. They founded the party together. In 2005, his brother Lech was elected president. Mr. Gaczynski very soon after became prime minister. That revolution, if you like, was thwarted in 2007 when Yaroslav lost power. And then, of course, when Lech died in 2010, Yaroslav took it upon himself to make sure that the rest of his life, the rest of his political career and his time on earth would be to continue that mission. And that's what he made very clear to me in the interview, that he has a lot of things that he wants to get done. He's keen to stay in power for eight years, two parliamentary terms. And he's unbowed by criticism from outside and unbowed by pressure from the EU to waver from that path. He believes that there's seismic changes needed in Polish society for the good of the country, and he's the man to push forward for them. Well, thank you very much. That's all we've got time for for the moment. If you want to read more about Mr. Kaczynski, I recommend that you pick up the FT Weekend and uh, read a really fascinating profile of him in the magazine. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you might like to try our World Weekly podcast, which is presented by me, Gideon Rachman, the FT's chief foreign policy commentator. Each week I discuss one of the main political stories of the week with the FT's overseas correspondents and experts, and you can find our latest show at ft.com slash podcasts from Wednesdays. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.